Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 8 of Genesis chapter 7. And we're continuing to read verses 4 through 6. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights. And every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. And Noah did according unto all that Jehovah commanded him. And Noah was six hundred years old when the flood of waters was upon the earth. In our last study, we were uh, again looking at the reference to 40 days and 40 nights, that God caused it to rain, and through that prolonged period of rain, the Lord destroyed all of the living people, or everyone that was outside of the ark, all, all of the unsaved people, as well as all animals that had the breath of life. The, the sea creatures were not destroyed, not all of them. Some did perish in the flood. But every land animal, every animal that breathed, was killed by the rain. And as we discussed and, and saw, the Lord caused it to rain 40 days beginning on the 17th day of the second month of Noah's 600th year, the day that identifies and corresponds to May 21, 2011, the beginning of the actual judgment day for all the inhabitants of the earth. And God made it rain for this period of time in order to stress that judgment day will also be a time of testing. And and that's exactly what has been happening throughout the day of judgment. Now, it's interesting, um, we're not going to look at this now, but in Genesis chapter 8, after five months, as the waters prevail and rise for five months, and then following five months, the waters begin to decrease. And it says in Genesis 8, in uh, verse 5, And the waters decreased continually until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, were the tops of the mountains seen. And it came to pass at the end of forty days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made. Now, this is not the same 40-day period as is mentioned at the start of the flood. This is a second time God makes reference to 40 days as as um, the flood account um, gives us several dates and several periods of time. The Lord once again mentions 40 days, and I think that's significant. Because there really has been two 
periods of time of extreme testing. There was the time that began on May 21, 2011, Judgment Day, when the world's judgment, final judgment, started. But then there was another date we were looking towards, October 21, 2011, which was five months after May 21. So I don't think it's accidental that God gives us another time period of 40 days within the flood account, within the overall year period of the prolonged judgment of the flood. There are two references to 40 days because there will be a second time of severe testing following the five months when the people of God once again will be faced with the question, do you trust the Bible? Do you trust the word of God? And we saw that many um, did not after May 21, 2011, but others held on. They They were continuing to wait and see until the literal five months, we had thought it would be a literal five months back then, elapsed until that time period passed. And then again, after October 21, 2011, more testing and more people failing the test. Well, now it, it's certainly wrong and in error. And yet, again, the scriptures continue to insist. The Bible continues to be locked in whenever we return to the Bible. And and that's what everyone should do. Every Every professed child of God or someone who thinks they're elect has to turn to the Bible. We can't trust our eyes or or of course trust what churches say or what the world thinks certainly not we can only go back to the bible and follow the only methodology available to us that god has given and and it's the only one because it's the correct one and it's more than sufficient it, it is god's method for arriving at truth and comparing scripture with scripture and making sure conclusions harmonize. And so when God's people return to the Bible, and here we are five years later, we're, we're going over all of the passages. And uh, I, I don't know if you're aware of that, but eBible Fellowship since May 21, 2011, We've gone verse by verse through the book of Revelation. We're now going uh, verse by verse through the book of Daniel. We're going, Lord willing, verse by verse through the book of Genesis. And we're also going to the passages, Luke 21, Matthew 24, Mark 13, Ezekiel. Everywhere we can find that has something to say where God touches upon Judgment Day, the Great Tribulation, the end of the world, where there is information involved, we are carefully going back over it, and we have been for years now, and we're, we're re-examining it, and we're, we're seeing 
do these things fit and and so forth and so far we're finding um all kinds of reinforcement of confirmation now we have learned some things and corrected some things that were wrong for instance regarding the rapture we were wrong when we thought that the elect would be raptured out of the world before the judgment. It, it you know, when you put what the Bible says in Second in Corinthians 5.10, that we all must appear, be made manifest before the judgment seat of Christ, well, that directly contradicts the idea of being taken out and raptured before the judgment, you see, that's a lack of harmony. And now we have harmonized that and many other scriptures. As God says in Revelation 14, when speaking of giving the cup of his wrath, here is the patience of the saints. Or as he tells us in Isaiah 24, verse 6, the inhabitants of the earth are burned and few men left. And there's several verses like that that clearly indicate in the time of judgment there will be the people of God. And and now all these verses are coming together harmonizing and we therefore correct the error of thinking, the doctrine that the elect will be raptured at the beginning of judgment day and not go through it. And so, we, we've we made correction there. We've also made correction regarding the nature of judgment. We were thinking it would be a physical earthquake, and, and everyone would see it with their physical eyes. And yet, now we've, uh, by the Bible, through the Bible, define judgment in a much clearer way than we understood before, we see that when the Bible speaks of major judgments, such as the judgment upon man in the Garden of Eden, that in the day you eat thereof you will die. And man ate in rebellion against God and died in his soul. He died spiritually. Adam did not eat and fall down dead physically. At any outward observer, if, if we could transport ourselves back there as a witness, and we heard what God said prior to the eating of the forbidden fruit, it, it, when God said, in the day you eat of the fruit of this tree, ye will surely die. And we heard that, we would think, well, if, if man eats of that fruit, he's gonna drop down dead and right before us. And then there we are watching the serpent deceives Eve and she takes of the fruit and eats. Nothing happens outwardly and gives to Adam who is with her and nothing happens outwardly physically to either one of them. And we could watch a long time like the inhabitants of the Isle of Melita certainly watched the Apostle Paul when the beast latched upon him because it was a venomous beast and he should have fallen down dead. So they looked and looked and looked and waited. 
but he shook it off into the fire. Likewise, if if we could somehow be transported, and of course the Bible is our method of transportation, back to witness and view these things, and if we're watching closely, they did not fall down dead physically, but in the day they ate, they died in their soul. It was a spiritual judgment, in other words, the first judgment of God. Then Christ drank of the cup of God's wrath in the beginning in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was in an agony. Great drops of sweat as blood were falling off him to the ground. And yet, an outward observer, as all the readers of the Bible are, would see no uh, terrible wrath. We would just see Jesus kneeling down, praying to his Father that the cup might pass. And, and we could wonder, what cup is he referring to? Yet, it was a spiritual judgment upon him, a grievous thing. And then when God judged the churches and congregations, and and he did this through the removal of his spirit and the allowance of the entrance of Satan into the church to take his seat as the man of sin, ruling in the world's congregations, well, from May 20th, 1988, that which was the church age, until May 21, 1988, which was the end of the church age when that that um, transaction took place, when when God left and Satan entered in, when that happened, nobody could see the difference because God is a spirit and angels as well as fallen angels are spirit beings. You cannot see them. God's judgment upon the congregations was a shut door, no more salvation, they could preach um, all they want uh, from that point forward, and never again would anyone be saved. An awful, grievous judgment, but a spiritual judgment. And that is the defining of the cup of God's wrath. The cup that Jeremiah 25 tells us is first given to Jerusalem, the city called by God's name, and then afterwards given to the nations of the world. And the world is presently drinking of the cup of the wrath of God, and the Bible defines that cup as spiritual. To begin with, the spiritual judgment of Adam and Eve eventually gave way to their physical death, which was a consequence of the fact that they did eat. It was actually a part of it, but the physical death took place for Adam 930 years or thereabouts later. Over nine centuries later, Adam finally physically dies outwardly, all a result of his disobeying God way back at the beginning. And likewise, a man today is spiritually under the wrath of God, spiritually dead. It, 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 God has brought the world into the condition of the grave or hell. And soon the spiritual judgment will work itself out according to God's timetable and result 
in a final physical destruction of the earth, of the universe, and of the works therein of mankind, they will all be destroyed. And and so the spiritual judgment does eventually lead to the physical destruction. But again, at this time, as since it is spiritual, God tests. And and the test is to the people of God, do you have faith? And you can only have actual true faith through the faith of Christ, through salvation. God's people, when they turn back to the Bible, will listen for the voice of Christ that they heard prior to May 21, 2011, and they'll hear the same consistent voice. They'll hear the the same scriptures that are still fitting at like pieces of a puzzle still in place and and no matter how we try uh, uh, to uh, to move them and to adjust them and and to take a piece here and put it over there we end up coming back and putting them for the most part in the same positions especially when it concerns the timetable for the final judgment, for the Great Tribulation, for the Church Age, and so forth. These things cannot be moved. Well, so we see that when God uses the 40 days and 40 nights to begin the judgment, and then later he mentions 40 days again within the flood account, we can definitely know that Judgment Day will be a time of severe testing for the people of God. Well, all right, let's go on here in Genesis 7, verse 4. For yet seven days, now will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights. And every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. The Hebrew word translated as substance is found only three times in the Bible. Once, here in Genesis 7, verse 4, and a second time in this same chapter, in verse 23. And every living substance was destroyed, which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle, and the creeping things, and the fowl of the heaven, and they were destroyed from the earth, and Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark. So two times this word substance is used in these two verses, and uh, and it's only found one other place in the Bible, and that is in Deuteronomy chapter 11. Deuteronomy 11 and verse 6. It says, And what he did unto Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, the son of Reuben, how the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up, and their households and their tents, and all the substance that was in their possession in the midst of all Israel. Now, uh, that that's the same word, substance, 
And it is used here in connection with the judgment of God upon rebels in the camp of Israel during their wilderness sojourn. And we we read more about this in Numbers 16. Numbers chapter 16, beginning in verse 25. It says, And Moses rose up and went unto Dathan and Abiram, and the elders of Israel followed him. And he spake unto the congregation, saying, Depart, I pray you, from the tents of these wicked men, and touch nothing of theirs, lest ye be consumed in all their sins. So they got up from the tabernacle of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram on every side, and Dathan and Abiram came out and stood in the door of their tents, and their wives and their sons and their little children. And Moses said, Hereby ye shall know that Jehovah has sent me to do all these works, for I have not done them of mine own hand. If these men die the common death of all men, or if they be visited after the visitation of all men, then Jehovah hath not sent me. But if Jehovah make a new thing, and the earth open her mouth and swallow them up with all that appertain unto them, and they go down quick into the pit, then you shall understand that these men have provoked Jehovah. And it came to pass, as he had made an end of speaking all these words, that the ground clave asunder that was under them, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up, and their houses, and all the men that appertained unto Korah, and all their goods, they and all that appertained to them went down alive into the pit, and the earth closed upon them, and they perished from among the congregation. So we see that when this word uh, of substance is used, as it is in Deuteronomy 11, verse 6, to describe the earth opening her mouth and swallowing them up, their households, their tents, and all the substance that was in their possession. It's a picture of God's wrath destroying the sinners in hell because they go down into the pit and and then the earth closed back upon them. Now that that truth has significance. The Hebrew word closed is 3680 and it's the same word that's translated as covered in Genesis chapter 7 in verse um, 19 and 20. And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth, and all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered. Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail, and the mountains were covered. You see, sin that was in the camp of Israel had to be expunged. It had to be gotten rid of. And there had to be no trace of it left. So God opened the ground and all the wicked went down into the pit and then God closed the ground. Now that, that is just incredible. It, it's truly miraculous. Uh, you know, uh, someone 
might argue, well, it's just a coincidence that there happened to be an earthquake right at that time, at that particular spot where these men were in rebellion against God and, and some people are obstinate and stubborn enough to argue that way. Yet for the ground to open up, swallow up all the rebels, and then close so that you couldn't even know that it had opened, that it just is astounding that that is the hand of God. It is God's doing without any question, and the ground covering or closing, you couldn't find them or their possessions or anything related to them and their rebellion. And that's one of the reasons why the waters had to rise. The waters kept going higher and higher uh, upon the whole earth, and and so high that they rose 15 cubits above the highest mountain in all the world, covering everything. That, that is, it's as though the wrath of God has swallowed up all the wicked people of the earth, all of their possessions, and actually the wrath of God has swallowed up the earth itself, and that is key. It's an integral part of the final judgment that the world will be destroyed. It absolutely must be destroyed because it is cursed. Due to man's sin, God pronounced a curse on the creation, and therefore the creation must be destroyed. It must be covered over, and and no remnant, no trace of it ever seen or found again. And that will happen on the last day. Uh, But here, in Genesis 7, when... God says, in every living substance that I have made, will I destroy from off the face of the earth. Now, historically, of course, this is the flood. And and uh, even though the language of the Bible is it destroyed the first earth, yet the earth continued to exist and the flood had no impact upon the sky above, the sun, moon, and stars, the universe, and and the overall creation. And it was the same earth after the flood, just the geography was changed somewhat, but it was still the same ground, the same the same creation. And but the picture is that when God brings about the final judgment of the world, our present earth, that he will destroy everything, everything tainted by sin. We read in Isaiah chapter 51, in verse 6, Lift up your eyes to the heavens, and look upon the earth beneath. For the heavens shall vanish away like smoke, and the earth shall wax old like a garment, and they that dwell therein shall die in like manner. But my salvation shall be forever, 
and my righteousness shall not be abolished. That is, what happens to the sinner, to the man who has to atone for his own sins because he had no Savior, is the identical thing that happens to the earth and to the heavens. They will all vanish away. And they will all be annihilated. There, there will be no difference. You, you will not see the wicked as like Pharaoh and the Egyptians. You'll see them uh, from this point no more forever, nor will you see the earth or any part of this creation because it has experienced corruption due to sin. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.